One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Cosmic Road Trip podcast. A podcast about all things spiritual, mystical, witchy, and woo-woo, designed for the modern babe. Each week, we will dive deep into the nitty-gritty of ancient energy systems and modern-day modalities. This podcast is for the dreamers, visionaries, changemakers, and risk-takers. Life's too short to be boring, so be prepared for fresh opinions, taboo topics, and unfiltered conversations. We created this podcast because we're obsessed with elevating and expanding our lives. We want to bring you along as we unearth helpful practices and topics that you can utilize to do the same. So if you're ready for some fun, jump in, turn up the volume, and let your co-hosts, Brittany Donalds and Aaron Munoz, guide you through the universe. Hello, Cosmic Besties. I hope you're having a good week so far and that things have been going better than expected now that we've had the Lionsgate portal and the new moon in Leo, which is all about kind of manifestation and all of the goodness coming in extremely potent. So it seems very fitting to do this week's episode in the Money Mindset series as an FAQ. So I've been getting some messages about people just in general about manifestation, but I had put up a Q&A specifically about money and I chose my top, sorry, I'm looking five <laughs> questions. I didn't know how many I had. Top five questions about money manifestation. And hopefully if you listen to this on the day that it comes out, we're still in the heightened portal of money manifestation or any kind of material manifestation, which is what the new moon in Leo and Lionsgate portal is. I'm not going to do a deep dive into that. If you look up anything about Lionsgate or the new moon in Leo that just happened um, or will have just happened when this comes out, it'll explain more, but we still have that potent energy Really, it's over the next like four months, but um, kind of the really compressed energy in the astrological field is through August 12th. So I think it's like Lionsgate is August 7th through the 12th or something like that. I, I don't know. I'm not a uh, Lionsgate <laughs> um, expert, but I think those are the dates. So if you listen to this on the 12th, I think that's when this one should be coming out. So it'd be very fitting. 
And other than that, nothing too crazy has been going on. I have not been sleeping, I don't think, because of the energy we've been having, but can't really, you know, say anything else too crazy has happened. So I will just jump on in. I chose questions that either kind of came up more than once or that came from my other money mindset um, podcast episodes. So I just thought these would be fun to do. These all should kind of span around money. I think I'm going to actually do, I got so many questions on money mindset and manifestation. I think I'm going to do a part two. It may not be next week. I already have that one kind of planned out the next episode, but maybe it'll be the one after that. So if you listen to this and still have a money mindset or manifestation question, definitely let me know because I can possibly squeeze it in or tie it into some of the other questions. So let's dive in. The first one. So this one was saying, I I kind of just paraphrase and take notes down, but because I don't like to have my phone and look at it because it don't give feedback in the mic. So uh, this one says, why can I manifest some things, but I can't do others? And she was talking about, I think specifically for her, and this one came up a couple of times, but specifically for her, she was able to manifest um, a relationship, but wasn't able to manifest money in this instance. And I definitely have been there. And there were several that were in conjunction with, you know, something like this. So why can I manifest you know, friends really easy or really small stuff really easy and not the big stuff and yada yada, I can do this, but I can't do that kind of question. So I thought this one would be really good. I feel you on this. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I, for the longest time, was somebody I easily manifested relationships, manifested Levi, have manifested friendships, have manifested free trips, upgrades, all sorts of things. But I had like a a hard time manifesting money and career success. It was just kind of like, what's happening? And as I've done the work and gone deeper and I continue to work with clients, the reason we're able to manifest one thing, you know, it can kind of seem so easy and not others is because we don't have any belief stories around why we can't. So for me, you know, I've talked about it before. I had a hard time with manifesting success because I had a story that if I was successful or if I ma- manifested money, that meant that people weren't there for me to support me and that I, you know, would self-sabotage to have something happen in my career so that I could get the support that I wanted. I know some people will manifest like for money. They're afraid to have it. They don't know what to do with it or that they make bad decisions with money or it can come down to a simple, I've talked about this before, but your self-worth in having money and kind of taking it broader than that, just your self-worth on what you think you deserve. So we can feel very empowered in one area of our life and very limited in another. And so that is where that saying comes from, you can't have it all. We have internalized that and it's almost like, okay, if everything else, and this was definitely me, if everything else is going good in my life, of course I'm going to have one like shitty area. Like for me, it was always, oh yeah, of course my marriage is going good. My friends are going well. I'm traveling. Like even work is okay, even though I'm not making the money or doing what I want to do. 
but I don't have the financial like overabundance, but that's okay. I'm really happy. I'm in love. Like I'm not miserable. I'm safe. Like it's okay. Like that was the story I was telling myself, but there's so, so many (laughs) things, the story that we can be believing and feeding into that you know, make that a reality for ourselves, that we create that reality. You know, I'm currently going back through Amanda Francis's book for like the third time. I love that book. If you haven't read Rich as Fuck, definitely check it out. Um, she had a story about love for the longest time that it she was able to do money and travel and friendships and career, obviously all of that. But she had a story that Men were intimidated by her, that they couldn't support her, that she was doing so financially well, that it would be hard to find a partner. She had all those stories and, you know, something that she's been very vocal about over the last year now that she's in a relationship has been that she can have it all. You can have it all. And I love that because now she has the thriving relationship. He has kids, so she has stepkids now. She has the business. She has that. So she is shattering that ceiling even for myself with what I believe is possible for myself and what you can believe is possible for you. So I think that that can come back to a big point of it being what you think is available to you. But number two, like on what level are you thinking that you can manifest things super simply? So, um, you know, for instance, little small things no issue whatsoever for me to manifest. I don't even have to think about it. It can be things like ticket upgrades to a concert or being on time somewhere when I was running late or um, just little simple things. They can, they can happen all the time. And I, I, for the longest time, had a hard time with the big things, with the money, with the clients, with all of that. And something, for example, I've talked about it before, manifesting seeing Amanda Francis in New York City. Completely insane if you think about the needle in the haystack like likelihood that I would run into her while we're staying in completely different neighborhoods in New York City. I've never been there. And she's literally walking across my path. I didn't have to like search out some kind of book signing, which she wasn't doing that. But it's not like I sought her out to find her in an event that she was hosting or anything of that nature. She literally walked down the road where I was standing waiting for my reservation that happened to be five minutes late and I was annoyed because my heels hurt and we made this reservation and we were still having to wait. So that's another beautiful thing that everything's always working out for me. That's a belief that I've ingrained in my head. So even when stuff like being late for a reservation, it ends up working out for me. But I want you to figure out what story you are telling yourself on why you can't have what you want and truly get honest with yourself because the first thing that will pop into your head, you'll be like, no, 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 that can't be it. It's 110% it. Your subconscious is giving you that information. So for me, it was always, well, you have everything else. You can't have X, Y, and Z. Like you can't have it all. You can't have it all and the support, whatever that may be. You can't have it all and the money, whatever. Think about that. And I do this with my clients all the time and I can see them Think of the first thing when I say, what comes up for you? What's the first thought that pops in your head when you're thinking about your career promotion or starting a new business or getting into a new relationship? And I'll see them recognize the first thought and then kind of sit there (laughs) 10 seconds longer. I'm like, you've already thought of something, but you don't think that's what it is. And when we go into it, guess what? That's what it is. And then from there, it's 
basically all of the other type of work and episodes that I've gone over on what we do to rewrite that story. So we usually have some sort of belief or story we're telling ourselves on how it has to work or how it can't work for why we're able to manifest little things. Like, of course I can do blah, 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 but I can't do X, Y, Z. So find out what that story is. Do some of the techniques and things that we've gone over in past episodes that I've gone over. Look, read a book. I've, I've got lots of resources on Instagram as well. Check those out and see if you can do some work around that belief and it can change very quickly. Okay, so that one was kind of long, but hopefully this one will be a little bit shorter because it's a continuation of last week or the week before um, episode on it being spiritual as fuck to have a lot of money. And the question is, why do I have guilt over manifesting money? Or I was actually talking to a friend. She, <laughs> We had talked on the phone. She's like, what do I do if I feel guilt over manifesting money? And I highly suggest going to listen to that episode about guilt um, or being spiritual because I do touch on that. But one thing I want to reiterate, and I've talked about this on Instagram before, you've been financially where you're at. And I'm guessing if you're wanting to manifest more money, there's either a goal or desire that you're choosing that that's what you'd like. And if not, if you're thinking that money is going to bring you some sort of emotional happiness, stability, safety, security, I want to stop you first. (laughs) You need to work on that right where you're at right now because millions and millions and millions of dollars in your bank account will not change your happiness level. That's why people always say money can't buy happiness. It can buy a lot of things that can contribute to your happiness. But if you're not comfortable where you're at with your self-love, your happiness, your safety, your security as you are, it's not going to change when you have money. So I would highly suggest looking into that and working on that piece of it. But if you're in the first bucket, you have a goal or desire that you're wanting to hit. So for me, I want to manifest more money and large sums of it so that I can have a place in LA and I can have a place in New York. I just feel very called to those places. I love it. I love being in those cities, the energy, and I want to keep my house in Kansas as well. So I have those goals. I have goals of wanting to become um, a very big conscious investor. So investing in companies that do great, amazing things that are sustainable, vegan, cruelty-free, ethically sourced, all of those. So those are some very big goals that I have with money. And I have all of those goals. And while I can do bits and pieces here and there for sure, and I do, that's what I work on. That's what I'm always constantly working to. Those goals will come with bigger, you know, lumps of sums of money. Like I couldn't technically right now go out and buy the kind of place that I want in New York, in LA, or California right now without that money. So those are the goals and desires I have. I also know, as I am right now, I make charity donations. I do, I, I donate to both financially and physical items to things that I care about. You know, specifically for me, it's animals. And at Christmas time, it's children and children's gifts. So I know with the money that I have, I already do good things with that. I'm I'm a good person. I I take a consci- make a conscious conscientious effort in my life to be a good kind person. Having more money will only amplify that. Number 1. So, 
I've talked about it. Money's just a resource. It's just a neutral tool. Whatever you are, it's just going to amplify it. So that's a recap. But number two, you can't become poor enough to make somebody else rich enough. If that were the case, everyone around you would be at the same income level. That's not true. You can't lose enough money, not have enough money to make everyone else around you have enough money. Like that's absolutely absurd. Being poor would not bring you any closer to the dreams and desires and charitable donations and things that you would want to do in your life that you could do with money and having a lot of money. Like it's absolutely insane to think That we can help people by becoming more poor. I don't think anyone believes that you can be poor enough to do things that help this world in the way that you want to help it. I, I truly believe getting money in the hands of people that care about the world, care about their community, you know, and one thing I want to touch on is I, this was kind of a question that came up, but I didn't choose it was, you know, everyone wants to be rich. So how can we all be rich? That's not the case. Not everyone wants to be rich. So number one, I didn't realize that for the longest time, this was something I believed. That's not the case. Everyone has different desires and goals. There are people that their hearts would explode with fireworks, living off the grid in Montana, camping and, you know, building a tiny house next to a brown bear that's, you know, walks by every morning. Like that would be their dream come true and they wouldn't even need, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like there are people out there that that is their desire. And I know that may sound crazy, but there truly are. I am not one of those people. I want hundreds of, I was going to say hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars, but you know what I mean? I want hundreds of millions of billions of dollars. Like that's where I want to go in life because I want to make a big fucking impact. And I know I can do that with money. So that's number one. Everyone doesn't want the same thing. But number two, you can't like depend on everyone else to do the same thing that you want done in the world. So like I said, for me, I want animals and um, sustainably sourced companies and ethically, you know, sourced, cruelty-free, vegan, all of those kind of things making a, a big difference in the world. Other people have a desire and a um, dream to do things for children's shelter. Somebody else has it for domestic abuse. Somebody else has it for wildfires. Somebody else has it for other countries. Somebody else has it for international relations. So everyone has, like, we don't, this is a big thing, and maybe I should do an episode on it. We all have different goals and desires and dreams. And that also includes the causes and things that we go after. And that doesn't mean that you're more or less a good or bad person because you care more about one cause than maybe what you put effort into another, but that's okay because there's other people that puts, you know, like their care and that causes at the basis of their heart. So for me, I'm an animal person. I obviously am vegan for for the animals and health. So that's what I want to do with my money is to continue to change those kind of things because that's super important to me. And the same goes for every other thing. And when I have lots of money, even if it's not a cause that I actively work and go for, I can donate lots of money to other causes. So there should absolutely be no guilt over manifesting money. I think 
It's absolutely insane. I told my friend, I was like, I need you <laughs> to send me an audio text anytime you start feeling guilt because I will set that straight real quick. And it, it was like a good call and I loved it. So I hope that, that that helps you. But if you haven't, listen to the other episode that I did that I don't know what number it is, but it's spiritual as fuck to have a lot of money. So I think that that's a great episode to check out. Okay, number three. <laughs> This one should be kind of short, hopefully. I'm kind of blabbering on, and I wanted to make this a shorter episode. What The question, this just made me giggle. It said, what the hell does it mean to allow money into my life? And then it said WTF. So <laughs> I love this because it's so true, and everyone, including myself, is always like, you allow it to flow. You allow yourself to receive it. You allow it to come in in ways that you didn't expect. And what this looks like in a kind of black and white, easy to explain terms is that there is kind of that that expectation that it's happening no matter what, but you don't have to figure out the how. And this is the easiest way for me to explain it. It's like when you order something from, I don't know, from Nordstrom's and they say, okay, your order's on your way. You don't have to sit there and check in every day to see, oh, my package is in Dallas. Oh, my package is in Illinois. Oh, my package is in Southern Illinois. Oh, my package is out for delivery today. Like, yes, you can get excited and check it out, but you're not sitting there like, I wonder what driver, you know, is taking it. And I wonder how long they're taking on the drive today. And oh, look, they drove three hours today. Like, you're not worried about the how. You don't have to worry that it's getting taken care of. You know that it's coming to you. And because you order from a place like Nordstrom, it's getting taken care of even if the thing gets lost. They have the best customer service in the world. It gets taken care of. They give you the free item. And lo and behold, even if the lost item shows up at your doorstep, they don't even make you return that one. You usually get to keep two of them. That's what's happened for me, at least. I've gotten like crazy stuff when we moved and I kept getting packages shipped to my old address. And they, I would pick up them from the old address and get to keep the the new ones. So think of the universe like Nordstrom and Nordstrom's customer service. And I know that's kind of a silly thing, but it's always going to work out for you when you order from Nordstrom. I don't know. I, I get like thoughts and feelings about retail and all of that. This is just, they have amazing customer service. So you know it's taken care of. You just expect it to show up. That's the same thing. When we worry about the how, that's when we start like closing things off. So one of my favorite exercises that I do for myself, that I do for my clients, I'm like excited, like my, I'm short of breath. I'm like, <laughs> so um, Nordstrom and the universe customer service is always taking care of me. Um, one of my favorite things that I have clients do and that always seems to kind of blow their mind is I'll ask them, I'll say something like, you know, I, we work a lot on business, for instance, and they're like, well, I mean, that means that I'm going to have to find 10 clients or customers to hit this goal. And I'm like, or it could come in in a different way. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know, maybe somebody's an angel investor like I want to be. And they're super into your business idea because you do sustainably sourced vegan leather tote bags, like you make them, whatever. Maybe they're so excited about that that they come in and they're like, here's $100,000 to, you know, for 1% of your company. I'm super excited about this. Like, I love it. And they were like, well, 
that doesn't happen. I'm like, it does. It happens on Shark Tank all the time. Like people get hundreds and millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars for a percentage in their company to go run the company exactly how they want to. And I was like, maybe you enter an incubator for small businesses and somebody does a grant and they give money to that. Maybe somebody falls in love and gifts it to Kim Kardashian and she carries your bag because Kim Kardashian is plant-based friends and she carries your bag and all of a sudden everyone falls in love with it and your website blows up and you don't even have enough people to keep up with it. Like there are so many different ways and everyone's like, well, that won't happen. How the hell do you know? I didn't think, you know, before I went to New York that I would have been like, well, I hope I run into... Amanda Francis, even though she doesn't live here, and then come to find out after I'm there, she's already there, and I tell my friend I'm manifesting meeting her, and she walks down the street on the last night that I'm there. I would have never been able to predict that. You can't predict what happens. The last coaching client I signed up, she had never liked any of my posts. She had never messaged me. She had never reached out to me. She just signed up. It's not our job to figure out the how. And if we stop figuring out the how, that's when it gets to be that easy. When I don't have to go out of my way to run into Amanda Francis. When I don't have to do any special kitschy marketing to sign coaching clients. When you don't have to do anything so that your vegan leather tote bags get seen by celebrities. Like, we don't have to. The allowing, all that is, is removing the how from your plate. Take that off your plate. You have enough that you do and work on, you have the what, you have the, um, the when, you know, you, you make it, you put it out, you do the vegan, you know, in this case, the vegan leather tote bags, the universe does the how, like take that off. If we all knew that we could take one of the hardest steps of the process, the who you've already taken care of that. You're the who we do all of that. The universe is like, let me do the heavy lifting for you. For God's sake, let me take over. If you remove the how you can start to allow it. If you stop thinking, I have to post on Instagram. I have to post on Instagram because otherwise they won't see me. And if they don't see me, then how is my product going to get out there? And you feel pressure. And that's not to say like, if you're super lit up by Instagram and you love posting, like that's a totally different thing. But if it's, you know, one of those things where you feel you have to post all the time, otherwise people will forget about you. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I felt like, um, <laughs> just now when I said that, have you seen Saving Sarah Marshall and, um, Kristen Bell is dating Russell Brandt and she's a brand, not Brandt. And she's like talking to him and he says something. She's like, bullshit, 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 bullshit. And I did a horrible accent, but that's what that made me think of. So anyways, all of that to say, take the how off your plate, take it off your plate. And that's how you allow money in. That's how you allow it. You don't have to think about the ways it will show up. The random checks in the mail, the insurance rebate, the company buyout of the company that you didn't think was going to buy that you have stock in, the random person that falls in love with it and decides to buy a hundred totes for her wedding guest or whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't have to think about the how, but the exercise that I have people do so that they can release it is like the other day when I was talking to someone, I said, um, you know, how many ways do you think you could come up with how money could come into your business? And she said, I don't know a few. And I was like, 
five? And she was like, yeah, I think so. And I go, okay, I want you to write a list of 25 to 30. And she was like, what? And I was like, I need you to step outside of your comfort zone and think of 25 to 30 ways that you hadn't even wrapped your head around. And it took her about two days to do it, but she did it. That's the whole point is our brains like to think of the how and make it super reasonable because that's how it works. But the universe isn't reasonable. It's so boring. It's not meant to be reasonable. If it was reasonable, it wouldn't have amazing souls walking around on earth. Like we are having rainbows and waterfalls and amazing events and childbirths and uh, puppies and cotton candy gumdrops. Okay. It, it's not reasonable. Like that's the whole point. So stop trying to make it reasonable. And that's how you allow it to come in. You stop trying to force the how you can take care of everything else. Let the universe do the how it's easy as, as that. And I know that that's hard because I'm a control freak. So I get it. But the more you release the how, the easier it becomes, the quicker things come to you. So speaking of that, the next one was how do I, what do I think about time limits and manifestation or manifestation time limits and money? So a lot of people out there will say things like, you know, manifesting 10K months or manifesting $1,000 by the end of the month, or I want to have a six-figure year. So I think it's great to set goals because I, I think goals and dreams are just a form of desire that we put down on paper. But what I have found with timelines and time when it comes to manifestation is it, you're hindering yourself. You are putting an, a how on your goals. You are putting a restriction, a, a constraint on your manifestation. And what I mean by that is okay, I really want, let's just do $10,000. Like I really want $10,000 and I want $10,000 this month. Like I desire, it, it feels good. I'm making it in a way that feels good to me. I just really want $10,000 this month. Like I want it this month. And I, I, when I worked with my coach, we kind of talked about this and she was saying that she had wanted a, um, I think it was, she wanted a six figure month. Like that's what she was working for. And it was like, uh, you know, eluding her. She'd get 87, she'd get 92,000. She'd get, I think she got 90,000 one, you know, one month. Like it was just like, it was eluding her, but she found like she or her, her coach had told her like, okay, well these days have like shorter months. Like you, you know, like you've been hitting that, but what if you looked at every month as, 31 days, for example. And she had hit it because the months that she had been looking at that had almost come to it weren't 31 days. And she had hit the six figure months, quote unquote, when she added 31 days to each month. So over 93 days, she had done over $300,000. But because she wasn't adding that into it, it wasn't adding up to the six figure. Like how absurd and how crazy is that? And the reason being... Number one, time, I hate this, the way this comes out, but time doesn't exist in the way that we know it. Yes, we have seasons and cycle and we have the, you know, sun orbiting around and all of those kind of things, all of that, or us orbiting the sun. But 2 p.m. on a Tuesday doesn't exist. If we wiped out all of humanity and all of any kind of technology, 
2 p.m. on Tuesday doesn't exist. Uh, uh, November doesn't exist. We've made that up because it's easier for, as a society, for us to interact and say, okay, you know, way back when they would meet when the sun would hit a certain part off of a sundial. And then we decided to put in months and days and hours and minutes and seconds and all of those kind of things because it's easier for us to measure somebody running around the track at the Olympics. Like, oh, they're at four minutes, 12 seconds, and, you know, whatever for their fastest lap or whatever it is. Lap. They probably do that in a mile. I don't know. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. We've put that into place because it's easier for us to communicate and correlate information and data but that doesn't mean it actually truly exists. It's it's not some, like, you know, way that dinosaurs move around the earth. Like, they, they, they moved around before we had time, and so did other civilizations. And then they started to make things, like, it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, meet Tommy over on the mountaintop at pointing at the sky and then the sun doesn't come out that day. What are you going to do? Like, that's the whole point. That's why we created time. So when we put time limits on our manifestations, we're cutting ourselves off. Number one, because we're putting a constraint around something that's unlimited and not bound by standard societal norms. But number two, it's literally fake. It's literally not something that would make sense for us to put it around there. And so when we are trying to take something fake like time and to shove it in an equation like something with energy and vibrations, it's like, what the, what are you doing? Like even, you know, energy and molecules and atoms don't even react the same way when they're being watched. And now all of a sudden we're going to watch you and we want it done in this certain way. That's not how it works. Like stop putting constraints on how you want to see things. I liked um, the way my coach explained it. She talks about stacking. So if you have a monetary goal, Ten thousand dollars. Like, let's not even put a time frame. Let's just start from today. We're tracking ten thousand dollars, and you and the difference between money and time on why we believe time is fake, but money is real. Money is actually an energetic exchange. It could be any single thing that we decide to do with it. We could be, like I said, in the other thing, we could be changing, like exchanging bubble gum. We could. We exchange time for money even though (laughs) there is no time. We've just agreed that time's okay and that there's 24 hours a day and that's what we're all going to take. But we could have been calling, you know, money, bubblegum, pieces of cotton candy. It could be tennis shoes, goats, butterfly wings, like whatever. But we know we, we put a physical actual tangible energetic set point on it, which is why we can call something in a vibration of money in because we have a dollar bill, we have a debit card, we have a a number that we're able to correlate to that versus time. There's no physical way of us holding time. So when you're going for $10,000 and maybe you come up and somebody gives you a refund of $400 and you're like, Ooh, okay, more please. And then the next day you get $100 and then two days later you get $1,000. But maybe you take a gap and something happens and you don't get any money. But then in 10 days you get $2,000 and all of a sudden you get this random check back from the IRS for $4,000. And all of a sudden you realize, oh man, I, my, my goal was $10,000 but I haven't hit it in 31 days. 
but the next day you finish it off and you get that final lump sum that pushes you over 10,000. You're like, Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that I can manifest and call in that money more. Please. Thank you. Stack, stack, stack. I'm stacking money. I'm adding to it versus setting a time frame to it. And then you're like, okay, well, I did that. Like, I'm going to see if I can call it in faster. And you can set and like look at your calendar, but actually setting a goal for it isn't how money is going to respond to you. You can call it in faster and say, okay, I made it. I made $10,000. I want to do it even faster this time. And you can start to speed it up that way. But I have a hard time and I don't ever tell my, my coaching clients to set a time constraint because it will cut you off from the flow of money and money doesn't like to be constrained. The universe definitely doesn't like it. So I would advise stacking and quantum leaping versus setting a timeline. Okay. The last one, um, and I kind of touched on this one already, but it said everyone in the world can't be rich. So why would I want to hope for it or desire money if everyone can't have it? I touched on it uh, you know, a bit ago, but number one, everyone doesn't want to be rich. So there, you can go ahead and take that out of the equation. Number two, everyone that wants to be rich can be rich. We live in a society that continues to grow, expand, and you can take political views out of it. We always produce money. We always add to it. It it doesn't matter as far as what we decided is. Like I've said before, and in other episodes, We started out trading grains, you know, bread for apples. Then we moved on to trading livestock for marrying a family member. And then we moved on to gold and jewels and coins and all of that. And then we moved on. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact progression. Then we had somewhere in the middle, we had golds and bonds and stocks. And then we went to pension plans and dollar bills and all of that. And then we've gone to, you know, cash and the coins that we know today. And then we've done debit cards. Like, do you guys remember, you may, if you're younger, you may not. We didn't even have, when credit cards came out, there wasn't a a swipe machine. They would literally, it was basically just a plastic check. They would take your card and put it in this little, like, I don't know, like trace type paper situation and run a thing over it so that it would make an imprint and they would take a copy of your credit card. It wasn't even a photocopy. They're taking a credit card like trace and stamp of your credit card to then call in to get approval to charge that card and you wouldn't be charged for that thing, you know, for like seven to 14 days because that's how long it would take to show up. Like insanity. That that was even a thing. But anyways, so we did that. And then now we've got electronic banking. And, you know, sooner or later, I don't even need, like, my, my card in some places. I can just take my phone and, like, shake my phone and my debit card pops up and I can Apple Pay or e-pay for my food or my purchases somewhere. And now we're going towards Bitcoin and God knows what else. And I know I've gone on this rant before, but it will always continue to evolve and grow and I know that like if you go down the rabbit hole, I stay very far away from getting too in-depth with politics. I care more about human rights and how that affects politics and taxes and debt ceilings and all of that. But we have trillions of dollars on this earth. Obviously, we have that in debt as well as a country. But yet it keeps going up. We keep getting ways of, of 
using money, of growing, not growing money, of <laughs> producing money, the same way that even after, if even if something terrible happens and we have another depression, like there's still more money on the planet than there was at the depression time. We survived that. There, there's always cycles just like there are in nature. But if you want money, you can have money. You can have it. You get to have whatever you desire because not everyone desires the same thing as you. And if we have more billionaires on the earth than we've ever had before, that alone should tell you that money continues to keep being printed, being made, being circulated. And if you want it, even if you don't want it at that level, you can have it. So I think I'm going to cut it off at that. I know I've been rambling a little bit longer than normal, but I think those are really good questions and I love, 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 love talking about money. So I'm sorry it's a longer episode, but I hope it's useful. I know it will be because those kind of things definitely shifted my outlook on money and I know it'll shift yours too. So again, if you have any questions about money that I didn't answer, send me a DM at Brittany Donalds. It's in my, my write up on the show, the show notes. There we go. And also if you want to dive deeper into this, you're, you know, feeling my energy, you're liking what you've, what you're hearing. I have space in my one-on-one coaching. Three months coaching includes weekly calls to use at your discretion, unlimited text and audio support, healing modalities, all of that good stuff. And, um, It's been really, really fun talking about money and business, but I also do kind of standard life coaching. So either one is is total, and we can do all of the above in that three month. It's $5,000. I do have payment plans available, and I would love to welcome you into my world and do all of the fun things. One last thing. I have loved, I've seen you guys going out and leaving reviews and I really, really appreciate that or tagging me in Instagram stories. Please continue to do so. And if you haven't, please like, subscribe and leave a five-star review. It means the world to me. I love you so much and I can't wait to see what you manifest this week. Have a good one. Bye. Welcome to the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. A podcast about all things spiritual, mystical, witchy, and woo-woo, designed for the modern babe. Each week, we will dive deep into the nitty-gritty of ancient energy systems and modern-day modalities. This podcast is for the dreamers, visionaries, changemakers, and risk-takers. Life's too short to be boring, so be prepared for fresh opinions, taboo topics, and unfiltered conversations. We created this podcast because we're obsessed with elevating and expanding our lives. We want to bring you along as we unearth helpful practices and topics that you can utilize to do the same. So if you're ready for some fun, jump in, turn up the volume, and let your co-hosts, Brittany Donalds and Aaron Munoz, guide you through the universe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.